In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. The last meal that Jesus had with his disciples was on the day of preparation. The day of preparation for the Passover. The Jewish day began the evening before at sundown. The last supper was on a Thursday evening and the chief priests were insisting that Jesus be crucified before the Passover was over, which would have actually been Friday evening at sundown. And so it was imperative that Christ be arrested that Thursday night in the trial and that he be dead and buried before sundown the next day. The Last Supper was the Passover gathering of a rabbi and his disciples to go over once again the meaning of the Seder meal the next day. A gathering of 12 men, just 12 men by themselves, could never be a Passover meal. A Passover meal had to be a family gathering with the the mother, the wife, children taking part. This means, this means that the disciples would have gathered with their own families the next day after the crucifixion on the evening of the first Good Friday. The instructions for the Passover meal you heard in great detail as read in the book of Genesis just a moment ago. But can you imagine, can you imagine for some of these men, some of Jesus' disciples, all of a sudden, that Friday evening, grasping the implication of all that had happened. We know that Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Look with me this evening at seven enormous failures on the part of the men he chose to be his apostles. On three different occasions, Jesus had carefully warned them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and, and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and after three days rise again. However, in the account of the conversation at the Last Supper, followed by the events in the Garden of Gethsemane, there isn't a hint, there isn't a hint that the disciples had grasped the meaning of any of that teaching, they really didn't have a clue what was going on. Again, normally as guests arrive, a servant is appointed to wash the dust off their feet. It never occurred to any of these men, it never occurred to any of these men that this might be something that one or two of them should, should do so Jesus, Jesus did it himself. 
As they were eating that last meal together, one of them had already arranged to betray, to betray Christ, to betray Christ. And during the meal, imagine this, during the meal, a dispute rose up among them as to which one of them would be regarded as the greatest. And then, and then when they came to the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus was greatly distressed, greatly troubled. He, he needed very, very much the prayer support, the prayers of his inner circle. But you remember, Peter, James, and John, there in the Garden of Gethsemane, dropped off to sleep three different times. When Judas arrived with the temple soldiers for the arrest, all of them, all of them, every one of them, deserted their Lord and fled. The usual Middle Eastern greeting was a hug of peace. The early Christians greeted one another in this way. Judas used that sign as a way the soldiers would know, would recognize the person that they were to arrest. And so we, we have gathered here this night, this special night, to eat bread and drink wine together as Jesus, our Lord, commanded us to do. We are also his disciples. And none of us is better than those that Jesus chose. Like them, like them we constantly miss the point Jesus is trying to make. We forget to welcome guests to our church gatherings. And when Jesus doesn't do what we want him to do, we easily betray him. We vie for positions of authority. We want recognition for all that we do. When others are in need of prayer, we are busy sleeping. When the going gets tough, we leave. And worst of all, like Judas, we, we express our affection, but often we have quite a different agenda in mind. But that is not the end of the story. The next day on the cross, Jesus prayed, Father, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That included the thief who cursed him, the soldiers who drove in the nails, the governor who gave in to blackmail, the priest who felt threatened by him, the Pharisees who were so self-righteous, the apostles who failed so badly, 
and us, his disciples now. And so, as we begin these special days, and as we have gathered here this evening to do what our Lord commanded us to do in remembrance of him, and as we move through the events of Good Friday and Holy Saturday on Easter, on Easter we celebrate the proof that all has indeed been forgiven. The slate has been wiped clean. The Son of God can indeed save sinners. Indeed. As much as we would like to say otherwise, you and I are no better than those first disciples. But we do have, we do have the faith to come forward this evening to take the bread and the wine at the table here. And then we know, and because of that we know, in spite of all our faults and failures, our Lord Jesus Christ has welcomed us, welcomed us to turn the world upside down with his great love. Amen.